everybody. Welcome to Ask Me Anything. My name is Matt Love. I'm here with Pastor J.D. Greer, and we have a listener question um, that is actually, it's a question from Ashley. Though, J.D., I don't know if you remember, you actually answered this question for me. <laughs> I do remember that. On your back porch when I was a sophomore, junior in college. Mm. Uh, so this will be a good redux of that. But, J.D., Ashley wants to know, um, if you were baptized as a baby, should you get rebaptized as an adult? So, Matt, I want to answer this in two or three ways, maybe similar to how we talked about it on my back porch and put myself in that situation again. One is I want to answer the question, maybe kind of biblically, theologically, kind of explain why we do it the way we do it. Secondly, I'd like to be practical with people about like, well, what if you're not fully convinced of that and you're a part of a church that's asking you to do that? And then thirdly, um, I want to expand the question a little bit just to people that are maybe not asking about infant baptism, but they're baptized at seven or eight and they're not really sure if they were saved or not, you know, and uh, they've had a, an awakening since then. Um, it really is a great question. I, I do want to say that you, you don't want to give this question too outsized of importance, like this is the, you know, the defining element of the Christian life. I think baptism is a very important thing, but also know that there are people, you know, that obsess about certain questions like this, especially if, you know, was I saved after I was baptized when I was 10, that you just, you, you want to keep this in, in the right category. Baptism um, in the New Testament, is a um, it is a proclamation, a declaration. It's a, it, in many ways, it's the ceremony that goes along with conversion. One of the reasons that the Bible always talks about um, conversion and baptism almost synonymously is because it's kind of like when you get married, technically the thing that makes you married is saying, I do and taking a vow. Technically it's signing the marriage certificate. Um, but you know, we would talk about the rings and the vow. We talk about all those as if they're one thing because it's part of the ceremony that's associated with the covenant. Well, in the new Testament, you know, it's, it's going to be repent and be baptized. It's led some people in error to say that you have to be baptized to be saved um, because it's so closely associated. One of the things you see is that it's always a confession of your own faith. It's never a confession of somebody else's faith. Um, when I tell people when they were baptized as babies, um, whose faith was that a confession of? And it has to be your parents. And by the way, praise God for that. That's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something to reject. In fact, I usually tell people at our church, like, uh, look, you know, you're not going to call your parents this afternoon and say, I rejected my baptism. You're going to say, um, I fulfilled what your hopes were for me in that baptism. When they baptized you, they were hoping that one day you would grow up and follow Jesus. And you get to, to say, hey, good news, mom and dad, I am. And you could even talk about it in terms of ratification. I have ratified the baptism that you, you know, gave to me. I have ratified it by a choice of my own. The simple fact of the matter is every single baptism we see in the New Testament that we, that we know is in response to somebody's confession. Sometimes people will bring up things about, you know, well, he was in his household were baptized. Um, I mean, you're making a big assumption there and filling in a lot of gaps, but there's just... You know, if I were to take a moment and read to you every single passage in the New Testament where a baby or somebody that was not cognizant was baptized, I have finished. You know, it's just it's just not there. Um, and so we just say, yes, this ought to be a, um, a, a confession of your own. So, yes, you should be baptized. Now, some people object and say, well, in the Old Testament, circumcision was, uh, you know, that happened to babies and in the New Testament, 
baptism is like circumcision. Uh, the difference was, is that circumcision was a covenant of the flesh. And the whole point of the New Testament is that this is not a circumcision of the flesh. It's an actual renewal of the heart. So if the circumcision of the flesh happened when you were born, the moment you were born as a ethnic Jew, well, then your baptism is not it doesn't happen when you're born an ethnic Christian because your parents are Christian. It happens when you are born again because of actual faith in Jesus. So you can't, you, you don't use the Old Testament there to read invalid parts of the Old Covenant into the New. It is true that baptism is like circumcision, but circumcision was of the flesh, therefore at birth, and baptism is of the spirit, therefore after the new birth. Now, um, maybe, you know, you've read a lot of R.C. Sproul and Kevin DeYoung and you say, well, I'm just not convinced. I think that these guys are smarter than you, by the way, they are. But um, I think they're smarter than you. And and I don't agree with this, but I really want to be a part of um, a Baptist church. I might take some flack for this, but I, I think that in a situation like that, um, there is a freedom that you would have to do something that is harmless. And that is, let's say the people who baptize babies, let's say that they are correct. And let's say that I, in insisting that it be a post-faith baptism, um, let's say that I'm incorrect. Um, The worst thing that's happening if you get rebaptized is you are kind of wasting some time and some water. You are saying, hey, I want to renew I want to renew my demonstrate my declaration. Um, is that really that bad of a thing? I, I don't think so because, you know, even people who baptize babies say that there's nothing wrong with an adult baptism. It just they would just say it's unnecessary. Well, the way we understand baptism as being a confession of faith, what's wrong with another kind of renewal of that confession? Uh, you know, if if I got moved somewhere where they said that my wife and I, um, they really wanted us to say our vows on top of a mountain. Um, you know, I'd be like, great, you know, let's head to the mountain. And if it doesn't hurt me to renew my vows to my wife. Um, so in that case, I think just practically, it's like the the value you get from being an active member of a church is greater than maintaining the precision on, on this particular thing. So if you're called to be a, um, a part of this church, then even if we were wrong about it, I don't think it's something that you're actually doing any damage to yourself. And I would say, Hey, just, you know, submit to what's going on in this church and say, I don't think this is necessary, but um, I don't think it hurts to have a confession of faith. Now, I told you I was going to expand it um, to what about those that are 10 years old and 11 years old. Um, and but then they think later, you know, man, I was uh, I wasn't sure. I don't know if I repented enough. That happens to a lot of people who grow up in churches like ours. What I want to say is if you know for sure that you didn't know what you were doing, that it was like I was a hypocrite. I literally only did it because my parents were making me, um, then yes, you should get rebaptized. But unless you know for sure, I think it's better to look at it like that was the beginning of my faith. And this is the beginning of my faith journey. That's when baptism happens. And the proof that what was going on inside of me was real is the fact that I'm following Jesus now. If you know that wasn't true, then yes, get rebaptized. But otherwise, look at it like this is the beginning of faith. One of the things I have learned from Presbyterians about baptism is that baptism is not something that you achieve. It's something you start from. I actually think they get part of that part of baptism right. I just don't think it's, you know, it starts at an infant. I think it starts when you, when you express your first faith in Jesus Christ. You will continually have these renaissance awakening moments throughout your life, and some of them are so dramatic that you look back and say, man, was I— 
I, I feel like I know, I know so much more now was I, I, I really even saved back then. Um, C.S. Lewis was like that. I, I, I personally was like that. I mean, I kind of have my own baptism, you know, issues, but, but even after I kind of got the, the kind of OCD version of my get baptized again worked out, I, I remember coming, you know, several years after my last baptism to really understanding grace. I mean, it was like this new thing. And I was like, oh, do I need to get rebaptized? And then, um, uh, you know, later coming to understanding some more precision about the Trinity. Do I need to get rebaptized? Having an awakening to really trusting in God. Well, all those things, um, you know, are, are things that are growing out of the Christian life. And unless you know for sure, like I just was, you know, rebellious and hypocritical, I would, I would encourage you to let that stand as a marker that the beginnings of faith were happening to you when you were however old, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen, sixteen years old. And one of the proofs that that seed was real is that you're you're following Jesus today. Um, you're in good company. There's a lot of us that are like that. I don't think if for some reason your actual conversion, your actual regeneration happened when you were sixteen and not when you were eight and you were baptized. That's why I started this conversation the way I did. It's not like God's like, okay, and then now you're going to be in the, you know, the, the rundown parts of heaven because your baptism actually was, I think it's, it is a tool. It is an ordinance that we use a, a beautiful declaration. Um, that is a declaration and we ought to treat it as such. So I hope that helps, you know, Ashley, if you haven't been baptized, I'd love to have this conversation with you personally, Matt. Could be on our back porch. Maybe the three of us could get together and we could hash this out. There you go. Thanks so much, JD. And uh, yeah, I hope that's I hope that's helpful for some of you guys that are processing through this because I know there's a lot there's a lot that goes into this decision. And so I hope that's a good framework for you guys to use. Mm-hmm.